Welcome back. This is episode one of the Growing Up Podcast. I'm Xavier. I'm Jose. And we're going to be talking about education today. So we've mentioned this before in our our intro podcast episode uh, that we're going to be talking a lot about our differences growing up, things that we went through and education. I mean, we spent our entire lives in the the school system, so it's got to be one of the topics. Uh, yeah. So in in the last episode, I well, we both touched up on a little bit of like where our educations come from and our experiences. Um, just as a refresher, I had grew up in both the Dominican Republic and here. So I've been in the public school system and through private school. And for me, I went through strictly public school education uh, in Dover, New Jersey, and. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go into that. We're gonna go into the differences. Um, I guess I, I guess I should start right now. Uh, so Dover, a little bit about the demographics again. Uh, very well based in the minority community. There's also not a lot of wealth, so the demographic, like the socioeconomic status, I would say is, um, I guess, lower for like New Jersey standards, if you want to talk about it like that. I guess, um, but. Yeah, you could clearly see it, like the differences uh, between districts, just between like how many resources you have for your school and also the level of parent engagement uh, when we're talking about public schools. Like a lot of this, a lot of the parents weren't in the PTA, things like that. A lot of students were like, you know, work together when it comes to homework assignments, stuff like that. And not a lot. Of, you never really heard a lot too much about people and students talking about, oh, I did my homework with my dad or my mom or something like that. It was more like independent based and for me that was at least my experience i my mom was working throughout the entire time i was in like grades one to five six i don't even remember that uh and i remember like i would try to ask her like homework problems and stuff like that and the big thing there was that not only was there a language barrier but she would be tired from work so it ended up being that for me, I ended up like giving up and kind of doing my thing on my own. And that's where I really gained my independence kind of through education. For me, education starts mostly in Dominican Republic. Uh, I moved over there and we were low income here. But um, with being low income here, you you have a lot of money over there. <laughs> so we, me and my sister were able to get into a private school. And one of the first things I remember is taking a placement test. Uh, I was going into the third grade and on this placement test, there was multiplication and I had no idea <laughs> what to do. <laughs> I'm that little kid. I'm coming from, you know, America, the public school education system. You would think, you know, top country the education system is developed. And I guess the difference is that I'm going into a private school, but all the kids knew how to multiply and such in second, first grade and whatever. Um, and luckily back then when I was young, uh, my parents never really helped me too much with academics. I used to be like, not in a cocky way, like the smart kid, whatever, like I would understand things. I was pretty academic. Um, but even back then, uh, I think my, my uncle and a few people like helped me out, but very sparsely, uh, in public education, uh, never I was just, I was pretty much on my own. Yeah. I, I now I think about it. I remember I, I, I don't think I had a an easy time with learning for the first few years in in uh, kindergarten. Yeah, I know, because now a lot of like, well, no, um, I wouldn't consider myself smart, but uh, like I get that a lot because I decided to do an engineering curriculum. Apparently, um, yeah. <laughs> so my 
first grade, kindergarten, I remember like kids were like reading and stuff like that, and I kind of struggled with it. Now that I think about it, I did not yeah. enjoy it. Um, I never really learned it before I got to uh, kindergarten and first grade, so I was behind the curve on that one. So whenever the teacher would like call out students to like read, I was I would have that internal fear of like, oh please don't, Aww. please don't call out to me because I don't want to like make a Poor fool of myself. Jose. And I mean like it's <laughs> what for young Jose. Yeah, right. Like I, I felt like the dumb kid, and that's weird because I still did pretty well uh, except for third grade. That was a, that was a tough time. Oh. Um, I did pretty well uh, after that, but I struggled a lot in the beginning. I think the biggest thing when I think of academics that I struggled with was um, was multiplication, actually, the first time I learned oh, yeah. it. And then my uncle came over, and this is my, like, drunk uncle. Oh, <laughs> so he's, he's a ball, great person, but yeah. drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he goes, and he's like, oh, yeah, you just move this over and you do this, and it, like, clicked in my head. Oh, and man. ever since then, I was good at math. That's good. See, that's good. And now I, I'm an engineer. <laughs> I, I don't know what. Well, I know what it took for me to do well. Um, elementary school, it was actually competition. Uh, so as yes. bad as I was, as bad as I was at like the math and reading and stuff like that, I had this one like one of my best friends like to death. I've known this guy since preschool. Um, he was he was a smart kid, he, and he still is a smart kid. Um, and I remember he would make fun of me because he would get <laughs> higher grades on the report cards. And he was like, see, I'm smarter than you and all that stuff. And I was like, nah. So that's an interesting story because in, in private school, everybody cared about their grades. Like, it was important. Oh, yeah. Like, my, my parents expected those A's and B's or, like, high just high grades overall on the report card. I remember one, uh, one of my closest friends, um, I'm still friends with him to this day uh he once got i think like a b on his report card and i remember him crying to the teacher and his mom like when they gave out the report cards like parents came in because parents would come in like parents were right. very involved in private school they dropped of us at school they picked us up mm-hmm. we were part of like whatever teams or whatever we hanged out between friends yeah. it's very involved um but yeah kids were genuinely felt bad if they did not perform well in school was this elementary school? This was, uh, yeah, I guess elementary school. We, did, we didn't no, have like, like, oh, right. It yeah, was you just didn't like really... the whole thing. We did. Okay. It was like the way that the education system works is that you go, there's no middle school. So it's the same thing. Uh, and then okay. you go into like kind of high school, I guess. Okay. Um, at, and at eighth grade, you take like this national test that is a joke because obviously um, we're, we're a private school. We're doing this with all schools overall. So it's oh. a lot it was easy for Okay. Well, yeah, I can genuinely say like my experience through elementary school and middle school and this isn't like against the teachers or anything like that i think there was a lot of great there were a lot of great teachers that did very well for the for the students and tried their best but it felt like daycare now i think about it (laughs) it was straight up daycare nobody really cared about the grades nobody really cared about like what we were learning um I remember there was a teacher that said, oh, uh, we, were t- we were learning cursive, how to write cursive. And they were like, oh, you're going to use this for the rest of your life. So I took that to heart because, you know, yeah. I'm like this kid, that, like, you know, trying to do well for myself and all that stuff. So I still write in cursive to this day. And I remember, like, seeing my, my friends, they're, like, writing cursive, like, for the exams. And then they would write print afterwards. And I'm like, you're supposed to be writing in cursive from now on. We're, like, many adults. <laughs> <laughs> I was upset. I, I got trapped. Uh, so, yeah, my handwriting is trash. And I write in cursive still. But, again, going back... Uh, 
so my friend, um, he would say like, oh, I'm smarter than you. And this was like fourth grade now. Uh, I'm smarter than you. Uh, I'm better or whatever. And then I was like, nah, we're not doing this. Uh, so at that point, there was like honor roll and high honor roll. Honor roll yeah. would be like all, like all A's and B's. High honor roll would be all A's. Um, so he was getting high honor roll. And then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go get it. I'm gonna go get all A's. So my last two marking periods, it was divided in fours, like quarters. Um, I got high honor roll, which I got all A's in my fourth grade class. Which I mean, thinking about it now, it doesn't really <laughs> doesn't really grade. mean anything, really. Yeah. Uh, but that was a turning point in my life, to be honest, because there was a breakfast for um, students that achieved like high honor roll, and they could bring in their parents, and like we wow. go on stage, get a certificate, have some breakfast, all that stuff breakfast yeah clap 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 um but i remember the moment like i got up on that stage and i got my certificate my name got called i got to shake the principal's hand and then seeing my mom's face uh while i was on stage and seeing how proud she was like she was at the point of almost tears and i was like wow wow like i did this because i got all a's because i was competing with my friend but from then on, that that really cemented like, okay, I guess I'm I'm gonna take my education seriously because I that moment like changed my life. Like yep. seeing her face like that, seeing how proud she was, and then getting to rub it in my in my friend's face that I <laughs> that I'm just as smart <laughs> if not smarter. Um, it really has put me down a path of, of like achievement in then middle school, high school. Again, we'll get into that. that yeah. That's interesting. That was the moment. Yeah, like when I think of it, I maybe took that for granted because my parents were always kind of like proud of my academic achievement because like I, I don't know what it was. I always just like cared about it. So I always did really well. Um, not that I always got all A's in private private school was hard. Yeah, like it was actual competition. But um, I got close to all A's and, and I didn't really think much of it. It was just like I'm going through this. But then I moved back to public school education my sophomore year of uh of high school and that was a freaking doozy (laughs) if i have to use any word uh because i came back and my grades weren't all a's um maybe not even all b's there was like french i took a french class Mm -hmm. i i did not care about french i know i know three words i'm so stupid as a kid i wish i'd learned french (laughs) but um yeah like that was a c there might have been like a b or a b minus on there um and i came in to the public school and they were expecting oh it's this dumb kid from Dominican Republic let's just throw him in whatever classes I had like a couple honors classes and then a bunch of regulars classes and my private school education ran laps around these kids and we're talking about a third world country here like it it was just it wasn't effort it was it was so easy and a lot of kids uh that actually went to my public school thought the same thing there's just like this group of kids that were like maybe 20 30 kids that found the public school education to be ridiculously easy even in the honors and ap courses Mm -hmm. and then there was this whole mass of people like um, I think my my class itself was like 600. Our school was 3,000 oh, wow. people. Wow. Um, and they they just kind of like didn't care about anything. It was. Now, I don't know if it was challenging. I don't think it was challenging to them. They just didn't put any effort into it. I don't know when it when I realized that same thing that 
a lot of people don't care about their education. I, I want to say it was when I got to middle school. That's because in, in Dover, there are like three elementary schools, so we're all kind of divided up, and then we go all to this like the same middle yeah. school for sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. Um, that's when I realized the difference because I, I'm going to shout out my, my elementary school as being the best one um, because the students that came out of that one – a lot of them instantly went to like the gifted and talented program. So there was a gifted and talented program from sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Somehow I didn't get in it in sixth, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> seventh and eighth, I was there, and that's where I met like a lot of my best friends to this day. Um, because we all had similar, I guess, goals and uh, like ambition. Like we all wanted to do well. We all were doing really well in like middle school and middle school. Uh, so we were part of like the gifted and talented program. So we were kind of like sectioned off. And from then, that's when I also realized just how differently you get treated. If you're part of like a gifted and talented program or in the honors courses, in the AP courses, the teachers really do see you as different kids. They have more expectations. And they also, and I thought it, now I look back at it, I'm like, it's such a shame because there are so many kids that weren't part of the program that could have achieved just as well. But since they were never pushed to achieve or were just expected to like do like worse than us or do lesser than us, they never even got the opportunity. Um, and it's a shame to think about. But because of being in the gifted and talented program, we got into the uh, in middle school, we got into it in the high school, like a certain version. And then that put us on track to take all the honors courses, all the AP courses, and then thus making us more competitive for when we're looking for colleges, making us more competitive when we're looking for like careers that also down the line will be more like lucrative and it all kind of started because some of us got chosen to go to a, a certain program and i think that's weird because you're you're literally sectioning off like 11 like 10 11 12 year olds to basically set them up for the rest of their life and if you don't give that opportunity to another kid then when is he going to get it yeah, that's that's something that like I struggle with now thinking like, why why me out of all of them? And, and again, it goes back to that fourth grade moment. But I, I feel like there's a lot of other students that missed out. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I could see that when I was in in Patterson. Honors and AP courses, and I pretty much by the second year was already in all of those courses. On top of that, I was also doing dual enrollment, so I was going to like community college to do courses as well. Um, and once you get into those classes, that's it. Anybody that's like in regular classes, you don't see them, you don't really become mm -hmm. friends with them or anything. Like you might know a few of them here and there because you might have like gym together or whatever, but that's it. I think one of the most vivid memories that I have from my high school, and I don't think back on high school too much because it wasn't really fun i wasn't fond of high school i felt like there's a culture gap for me i was but um i was an ap econ i think it was or honors econ or something but the point is that the professor would be like like point me out and be like oh that kid's smart he's gonna be your boss one day like that those were his exact words he, he there was this kid that used to sit next to me and he told them, oh, yeah, he's he's going to be all your bosses one day. Just wait for it. That's and yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's <laughs> the expectation. That's, that's, that's the expectation. And and I mean, going going back a little bit. Yeah. There were a lot of students that also didn't care and like of didn't want to like do anything. And I mean, I, I mean, for them, uh, it is what it is. I, but for the ones that did care and just didn't even get the opportunity and also were like 
told like, oh, that kid over there from because he's in the honors of the AP courses, that that's going to be your boss. That's like the person you should look up to. I'm like, what? We're all like the same age. You have no idea. Like anything could happen from now on. Yeah. Um, Like literally anything. Like some of these kids could become entrepreneurs. I know a lot of them know. did. I mean, for, for where I'm from, yeah, a lot of them did. Oh, none of mine did. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them um, did. But, like, a lot of them are, are, are doing a lot of great things with the stuff. I, I'm, I'm grateful for that. But I remember, like, there's also a distinct moment where my AP psychology teacher, and she's she was amazing. She, like, this, this teacher particularly, she would also... Like she had the best record for AP scores. Like she would only get fours out of fours and fives, oh, wow. like straight up. Like if you were taking AP Psych, you were either gonna get a four or a five. But we found out the reason for that is because she would literally tell people not to take the exam if she felt that you weren't prepared. Oh, she that felt makes that sense. She, yeah, like to not ruin her numbers in a sense, but like it would come with the expectation. Like she would say, like, "Oh yeah, you're you're not taking this exam," and then people would get demotivated. People that thought oh, they really? were they were like good or thought that they were like gonna do well and think that they were gonna take the so, exam were kind of like pushed not to oh wow did you, you so she didn't give them the like materials necessary to get there no i mean like we all had the same classes like we all i mean we yeah. all had the same class we all had the same materials we all had the same resources but she would look at like our like scores for these some of the like practice yeah. exams stuff like that and then from like a couple scores on the exams she'd like section off certain kids that would not be taking the exam oh like, wow the actual exam in may so like and she wouldn't tell you early enough no. in order to move up no that's scary yeah so i i mean it, it sucked because like she also like kind of she'd do it in public like not in public like oh, it was in class in like class in class that, i remember the class where up. we were like we found out like okay if we're taking the exam or not via her standards uh and some of them obviously went against what she said uh and still took the exam but i i remember that class just like looking around and i'm like wow this is kind of crazy like she's literally telling you whether or not you can take this exam and again she's still one of the best teachers i've had but that just again teach like kind of shows like how you were treated differently just based off a couple test scores. So, what if somebody like took a test yeah. and just was having a bad day or not able to focus on that exam particularly and because of that they weren't like they were demotivated from taking an exam that could have like provided them with something yeah. better for college like Self, sucks. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. Well, Self-fulfilling prophecy. I have a question for you though. Okay. Why do you think those kids don't care. Like the kids that like were at the bottom, like why? What do you think? It, that's that's a question, and I mean, I've struggled with that question a lot. I talk with uh, my friend group back home, and I mean, I, oh, like talking back from that too. I was with the same kids, same thirty kids from like seventh grade to high school. So lifelong friends, right there. Like I'm not, I'm yeah. not going away from a lot of them, but. I talked with one of my friends back home about this particular issue as to like why there are kids that don't care or underperform. And I honestly don't have an answer. I think it comes from how education is valued in the family, like what you're told from your parents. But it also, again, I could see how if you had a bad teacher or a teacher that told you like, hey, you're not doing well and you're thus you're not going to do well in the future, then yeah, that's that self-fulfilling prophecy again. Yeah, I think I think it's a, a lot of factors. I personally believe that the people that don't care, I think in the while they're older, there's people that just naturally don't 
don't care but i think that that develops mostly through a bunch of other factors the people that actually don't care i would say like naturally are very like a very small percentage right but i think when i think of those people like normally i like think back and I think of like what was going on in their lives like the little that i didn't know and a lot of these kids i knew they worked in order to like right. you know i guess help out their family and be able to have enough money to feed themselves and like to live um you know there's culture gaps there was there's just like a lot of things like weighing them down um but also like if, if you think on the conversely there's like two sides of this coin there's a lot of people that say well there's the same thing that happens to a lot of people and they still work through it Right. Yeah. And, and that's something that, again, that's why I struggle with that question particularly, uh, because I've been trying to answer it for years because I, I, I especially coming to this, uh, to like a private institution afterwards, after high school, um, I always wondered as to like, why is it that we're all kind of like from the same background, have similar experiences, have similar upbringings, um, some with, I would argue to say they had an easier time growing up than I did, um, or just more support. Why is it that they didn't achieve level that I felt that they could do, or even the level that they felt they can do now and complain about how they weren't even given the resources in public school because they weren't part of the programs that I mentioned before. Why is it that those students, again, having the same experiences, having the same, coming from the same background and all that stuff, why is it that they don't perform that way? And I, I, I've struggled with that question for so long and I can't find an answer other than, um, it, it has to do probably with how you were brought up inside your family, how, again, education is valued. And also, I've tried to answer it through, okay, what if we were in a different district? Like, what if, like, we moved all my all the kids that I grew up with and we went to another school district that had more resources and was expected to achieve? Like, yeah. the teachers expected you to do well. Uh, they expected you to go on to bigger and better things. And everybody was given the same kind of, like, motivation, pep talk, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, would we all be doing the same? Would we all, would there still be the students that don't perform to the, to the certain level? Like what would happen? Yeah. It's, it's hard. There's expectations are a big part of it, but I don't, I don't think there's any concrete answer that at least we could have. No, but it's very interesting to think about like what separates you from whoever when it comes to achievement in, in academics. I, I I don't know. I really yeah. don't know. And and I, I I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful for the opportunities that I did have, uh, because they they've led me down to I believe a very positive path. I just don't know where I'd be if it, I didn't have that. And I, I also wouldn't know where I'd be if I didn't have the friends that I made along the way, uh, because of like being in that same similar situation. Like we were all again in the same classes from seventh grade to literally graduating um, high school at, at years. Um, of course, you have some students that would like drop off and like not want to do any more of like the honors or the AP classes or just different AP classes. But for the most part, I had the same like 30, 30 people that I that I could like call a community. And then from that, it narrowed down to like my like my closest six friends, uh, five, six friends. And it's it's weird to think about. It's weird to think about, like to the point where we still talk about it to like (laughs) to this day. I was with them yesterday night and we were talking about this same topic. And (laughs) it's (laughs) we don't have an answer. We don't have an answer. All we know is that we would want for the future i mean this is a forward for us but we want our kids to have a similar experience or like you know 
go through a better better school system it's interesting how like the group thinks within your like own friend group mm-hmm. because like uh when i came here as a sophomore um i was off the boat i was i couldn't connect with the dominicans that were there and i couldn't connect with just like all the other kids american kids because especially in patterson because it just like wasn't the way i was raised i was just different right um so i struggled for a while i didn't really find friends i didn't have friends and uh the, me especially as a nerd i mean i'm an right. engineer <laughs> i was playing a lot of video games like that was my oh. life like i had friends online yeah that was me i was talking with these people on skype on the daily and uh my academics didn't really matter to me but they were so easy that it was like i wasn't really putting in a lot of effort but at the same time because i was in patterson and because i looked at all the other kids that like i knew weren't getting into good schools i wanted to get into a good school they like they didn't have really a plan for their future that pushed me even more to like perform well like even though if it wasn't a lot of effort um so i was i was trying to supplement my education that wasn't great with other things so that's why i did dual enrollment with getting into the college courses and i had i think like 16 credits by the time i got into college or something like that um then I did like uh, a Saturday program at a local university at Montclair. I would go, it's called Upward Bound, and they would like tutor us and help us with our homework and stuff. And then I joined a, a team, like a robotics team that was also college prep. So like he mentored us and like helped us do like college related things. And also we kind of had a community of nerds um, because we all did robotics and also did all these programs together just in order to get into a good school. Right. And I was like, um, one of the people of my year to get like into one of the best schools. I don't think anybody else went into like any private schools. Um, the year after mine, we had a kid that went into an Ivy, a genius. Nice. Um, but apart from that, uh, even people that were admitted into good schools, they didn't have the money to afford them. Right. Yeah. Uh, so pretty much everyone went into still good schools, but um, not like regarded as the top. Rutgers, NJIT, blah blah, all of those. Um. And then I was just the one kid that went to Stevens because I was dumb and didn't look at a price tag. And then I thought about it later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I kick myself when it comes to that because uh, I should have looked at the price tag and I, sh- I straight up didn't. Uh, me um, either. We're kids. We didn't know about money. Well, yeah. We also didn't know about like how even financial aid worked and all that stuff, yeah. which is another another thing uh, when when I think about like high school, like why don't we talk? Why aren't we taught that? Like we were never even taught about like finances or like college prep, things like that. Um, I thought that was a very big lack in the public school system. But for the most part, the curriculum was easy even though i stressed myself out i i I see that stressed myself out a lot because i was like all right i gotta get to college i gotta get to college i've been i had been thinking about college since seventh grade at that point um as to like where i wanted to go i was like i gotta go ivy didn't get ivy um but (laughs) but it is what it is um and i remember just stressing out and like not sleeping i used to play a lot of video games with my friends uh back in like middle school because we had that kind of time and like the curriculum was very easy and then high school the curriculum was still easy but i stressed myself out and saying i can't act like the kid i was back just a couple like a year ago a couple years ago i gotta get serious about my education i gotta get serious about getting into college so i started doing extracurriculars because i was like all right that's gonna make me more competitive for like getting into college that's going to look my make my resume look better um so it and 
it helped out because I was able to kind of make friends out of like my little community out of that. Even though I completely struggled when it came to anything outside of like being part of the track team and trying to make friends, it was impossible. It was straight up impossible because like I'd get looked at like as the kid with the giant book bag (laughs) walking (laughs) around, uh, trying to do well. Yeah, the nerd trying to do well in school because I care, trying to do well because I want to get to college and everybody else like, well, not everybody else, but like the most part, um, a big group of, of students would just look at me and be like, why do you care so much? Like why? I always thought about. It, I'm like, why don't you like? Yeah. Like this high school's not the end. Like we're gonna have to work, or we're gonna have to go to college and work after that. But like, if you do better in high school, you're gonna set yourself up for better. At least that's what my mentality was. Kind of not the mentality. Yeah, it wasn't the mentality for a lot of other ones, and I was just, I, again at a loss for that. But I, I again, I got involved with. Uh, track. I got involved with other extracur- extracurriculars like uh, service organizations. Special Olympics is a big part of my life. Uh, I still try to volunteer as much as I can on the weekends when I have that kind of time. Unfortunately, I haven't had it. Um, but it was, you know, in a way, it also let me make friends outside of my little community. Um, and I also like I take that to. And put that to a great importance in my life, trying to make like more connections, more friends outside of like the things that I'm in, uh, which is why I like talking to people. But I struggled with that in high school. I was very introverted, very oh, introverted. Same. I was a really awkward, shy kid. I had a very hard time connecting with a lot of these people. Um, even the people that were like in my honors courses um, were a little bit more like regular Patterson super hood that's not who I was and um I I mean I got I I kind of got with it eventually but even these people I I struggled to connect with and it was super hard because even from like the people that were up top even I say even better like even that kid that went to the Ivy like they they were immersed in the culture they understood what it was to be from Patterson and I think I I was never really like fully there it was hard but I think we could like talk about that in itself like another time you know like talking about like introversion and extroversion but like yeah making friends in high school that if you weren't part if you weren't part of it I mean I'm sorry but hard it's really hard especially when you're just siphoned off from the rest of the kids because they it really felt like an experiment almost like if we were if they they felt like the administration might have felt that like if we put these high performing kids with like the rest of the population then they're gonna bring down the high performers and i'm like no we're just people (laughs) like we're just people we like we like spending time with each other like i'm not gonna do worse on my exam because i'm hanging out with this person like that doesn't make any kind of sense but i feel like that was the mentality i felt like we were like guinea pigs in a sense like okay this is our good pot y'all go ahead and and do everything that you can to make our high school look better and then where's that attention for the rest of them though to be fair at the same time i think administration is where they get it wrong um like they're the people that are kind of being bad and such but when it comes to teachers a lot of them have a rough time like actually taking control of all these students i mean high school kids are hormonal and whatever and they're just like (laughs) you know <laughs> they're not the at their greatest selves and especially when there's like group think and everybody's rough and they're just trying to have fun it's very hard on them and you know it's another funny stat is that ki- uh teachers that go to public school districts and often like the worst public school dr- districts are paid less than the ones in good public like 
good districts for public schools. Uh, so, yeah, on average, like $2,000 less. Really? Yeah, which is very interesting. I think, I, I don't know really how um, public schools get their funding, but I, I assume that it's partially subsidized by that city's tax. <laughs> so it, it makes sense. Oh, you know, yeah. Okay. Lower income city, less money to pay your teachers. Where in in reality, a lot of these teachers are doing more work uh, in some I, regards. Yes, <laughs> yes, they are. I, I mean, shout out to the teachers back in my high school because I'm, I'm still involved with my high school. I'm trying to um, help them out and start something that is positive so that we can stop like segregating students that are high performing and like leaving behind the ones that aren't. Um, and there are a lot of teachers from like when I last spoke to them a couple of weeks ago, really, that are doing a lot like a lot more than they used to and trying to get students to get motivated, achieve and, and go to college and all that stuff. And, and they're not compensated the way they should be. They're not even appreciated the way they should be. I feel like I that's, that. that's something that it hurts. It kind of hurts to like, think about, look at, because these are people that at least for my, for me, I couldn't thank enough. They, they helped change my life for, for so much positive, And I know they're doing even more now um, with less, even more with less uh, for students that are still in, in that, in that district. Something that is kind of crazy to think about that uh, students don't appreciate the people that like help them, the people, the mentors that come around that are trying to like make sure that you're achieving and doing better for yourself. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like administration doesn't appreciate the teachers that are do putting in that extra effort, that are putting in that time, putting in that that after school time to talk to students that are going through um, tough times at home where like, you know, the financial situation is, is stressful and they have to work and they have to like miss an exam or something like that um, or just didn't study enough. And it's a big lack. Uh, I, I've struggled with understanding how my board of education has, has done what they've done in the last few years. Um, now there's starting to be some positive change and I just wish we could do more. That's something that I'm trying to work on now. Very interesting. I, I think the, the administration, especially in Patterson, always had a gap with how things were organized and students would hear these things and be like, why the hell are we doing this? Like, it doesn't make sense for us. It doesn't make sense for our teachers, but it was just passed down as an order and we had to do it. <laughs> but before you said something interesting um, of the thought processes that like people drag down the like high performers and whatever mm -hmm. and to some extent i do believe that but not because people are worse it's just because diversity is amazing and people learn differently and okay. some people are great at math and some people aren't and i think what's what our problem is that is that when we think of education we go to this cookie cutter approach mm, yeah. and and that never works because if you're going to go in a certain type of learning, there are always going to be kids that are good at that type of learning versus another way, you know? So like if everybody, some people are better at learning when they take notes and some people are better at learning when they hear. So it's really hard to like quantify somebody's going to drag someone down. But the truth is that if you have people always doing the same thing, some people are going to be better at that one thing that yeah i can get behind that mentality i also now that i think about it there is like the saying that like you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most yeah and i think when it comes to that that i can see it being more of affecting or influencing like if you're hanging if you're like the kid that is doing really well in your classes and stuff like that but your friends are your friends with the the students that like really don't care and just like 
skipping classes they're not going to school at all they just want to like play video games all day or i don't know whatever the heck high school students do at this point uh, <laughs> then you might you might actually feel some some type of like peer pressure to be with your friends to to do what they're doing and then maybe even neglect some of the stuff that you're doing that is, that is positive for yourself i mean that i can understand but I just hate to think about, and my my high school was very small. Like my graduating class, I believe was like 140 something kids. Um, I hate that like 30 students were chosen in a sense better than the rest, and then the rest of them were like left behind or just had to find their own motivation, had to find their own teacher to like cling on and like continue what they want to do and for for positive growth. Whereas. 30 of us that were in that community we were expected to and we were pushed to and it's yeah it doesn't make sense and you know what it's it's human behavior to fall into a role and actually learn from those roles so the kids that are everyday studying they they fall into that pattern versus if everyone around them is telling them this doesn't matter let's just go play or do whatever that we shouldn't be doing like that becomes part of your norm your norm and it's hard to break out of habits humans have struggles breaking out of habits and not only that is that um when you want to break out of a habit you need a consistent like planned effort you have to know that there's a problem and a lot of uh students don't know i mean you're so young you're like 14 15 16 whatever your age is and you're going through school like how do you have your life figured out a lot of people are pointed towards a direction when they're young and they kind of cling to that because somewhere in their mind it says okay this is what we must do so going back to that as like you growing up in in dr through the private school system would you say that that guidance was given would you yeah. say that the people were like pointed to um achieve more even while you guys were so young yeah so uh Interestingly enough, there wasn't really a like a, a push towards university or so, but there was a group mentality that it was it, education was important. And also this is this is something that's normal throughout like most countries, uh, especially like immigrant countries, I see, is that like teachers and people in administration were revered almost like gods. It's it's not you know not to that level, but you can't talk to, back to a teacher. A teacher <laughs> says something, and you are going to listen and do it like by the T. You are going to do your homework, and if you do not do your homework, you will be embarrassed. You will be embarrassed because you are going to be that one kid that stood out and didn't do what he needed to do. So they were they were very good at setting like an environment or a culture around education as like your one priority. Oh, and then man. outside of that, you do everything else. Okay. Well, yeah, complete opposite because I had a lot of people that I know for the classes that were like electives, you'd be like with the, the rest of the student population. Um they would talk back to teachers on a regular basis. I remember at one point, I'm pretty sure there was a student that swung at a teacher. Like, it got physical. Oh, yeah, I see that. Like, I, I never even once thought about that. I never even could imagine that, getting suspended and stuff like that. Like, students actively cursing out teachers and, and administrators, and I was just, like, looking at them like, how is that even my, a possible thing? Yeah, my biggest culture gap when I moved to Patterson was that. 
somebody said something they didn't teach like uh, we had a spanish teacher and they just used to take her for granted they were just like whatever you know it's just this, this class doesn't matter and um somebody you know like it was just so crazy to me that people wouldn't show like this person that deserves respect and is old the respect that they like deserve i i i yeah i think i again it might even come into like um our upbringing and going back to like how our families like raised us but it just that was something that was very tough that was something that tough to understand tough to get behind and even then, like, I felt like I learned from those experiences as to, like, how not to treat people because I, I, I think that a lot of the people that I saw do that, they kind of regret it now. Um, it, it goes back to, like, the whole respect thing. If, like, if you don't respect, like, the teachers, then, I mean, like, I don't know who, who you respect. Those are the people you're who supposed you respect, to be, yeah. like, following, like, their guidance and stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that I'm grateful for the education that I've had, even though there are things Same. that are lacking and I'm hoping to, to get like a lot of alumni to come back and let's see if we can do something about it. But yeah, it, it has, it has been a struggle to like wrap my mind around like, what if my life was a little bit different? And like, what if my friend from preschool was like, no, didn't, didn't try to get me to compete with him where would yeah. i be like if it weren't if it weren't for him and i i, I still like i thank him to this day um for, for <laughs> bringing in that competitive nature because ultimately he kind of he kind of like helped me mold help me mold myself into the person i am today because if it weren't for that i don't know where i'd be i i say the same thing but for living in the dominican republic it showed, shaped most of my ideals and values if i was not there I don't know who I would have been growing up in Patterson, what type of kid. And like, like you said, I'm grateful. Like I'm in a, an amazing spot because of like all these things. And not only that, uh, also by being tried, I think when you go through struggles, you learn a lot and come above them, especially when you come above them and actually make. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. That's it. I think uh, that wraps up our first episode on education. Uh, I hope you'll come back for the next episode. You connect with us on Instagram at The Growing Podcast. Uh, yeah. Have Thanks a- for listening. Thanks for listening.